Hi, I'm Lon Shaver, president with Silver Court Metals. Uh, we're here at uh, Colorado Springs, the Denver Gold Forum, to meet up with shareholders. We recently announced in August a, a transaction which we think will be transformational for Silvercorp. We announced the deal to acquire Orcorp, and I'm joined by the managing director of Orcorp, an ASX-listed company with a very promising project in Tanzania. And uh, that's the, the reason we're here today, chatting with, uh, with you, Matt. Matt, good to, good to see you, Lon. And uh, we've not met before. T- tell us a, bit, a little bit about you. Yeah, so my name is Hank Diederichs. I'm the CEO and Managing Director for Orcorp. And we've got a very exciting development ready project in Tanzania. Right, okay, guys. Well, look, we're here at the conference. I guess you gave us some clues. You're here to speak to shareholders, institutional guys and girls, and help them understand, I guess, the nature of, of this merger of yours. This, or this, are, you, are we phrasing? Is it an acquisition? It's an acquisition. Acquisition, okay. Um, uh, here, and what it's going to do for you, and, and what's the response been? Well, I think the response has been positive. For people that have been following the Silver Corp story, they've known that we've been looking to grow. Mm-hmm. And we've been messaging that we've been looking to grow uh, in a few jurisdictions, Africa being one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've uh, looked at uh, the Orcorp project and determined that it checks the boxes. Yeah. And so that's what's motivated to move ahead with this acquisition. Okay. Uh, the important thing, you know, you mentioned whether merger or acquisition, there is a share component to the deal. And so as we're out marketing the deal to shareholders, ours, but also theirs, it's uh, an invitation to participate in the company going forward as we look to build uh, a growing precious metals company. Right, give us that um, share register and now what does that look like in terms of institutional retail and other? Well, maybe I'll let uh, Hank speak to that because uh, he's obviously more familiar with it. But Yes, yeah, so in regards to the Allcorp share register, we've got a very well-established share register, um, good ownership by um, by the uh, board and management itself, and then several high net worth individuals um, within Australia, very well respected mining professionals. And that really provides a lot of credibility to the project itself um, as well, and then several large in- institutions globally. You can, and what about the combined register? What will that, what, what, what does that look, I'm trying, what I'm trying to work out is, what is the type of company you're trying to be? We've spoken well, twice, Annually, last October and pretty much the same time the previous year, and you say, we're not going to rush into this, but we do need to kind of change the profile of our business because it's the China focus some people get, don't get. Um, it's, it's um, you know, single, well, no, you've got, a, you've got a little bit of gold in there, but silver, main driver. Combined, I get it. Gold is silver, but it's still precious metal in a very tough market for the last three years. But you, you're, you're looking to the future. So what does that profile look like? And what, you know, and how do you project that and in terms of these institutional conversations across the road? Well, from a shareholder standpoint, what we're doing is offering a combination of cash and shares. And as part of this deal, we're going to get an ASX listing mm-hmm. to facilitate the existing Orcorp shareholders to participate yeah. going forward. Um, as well with that ASX listing, we think there's Australian institutions which will find uh, uh, silver Corp to be an attractive vehicle to participate in yeah. uh, the silver market. Yeah. There's not a lot of silver vehicles. So when we look though, uh, going forward, Orcorp shareholders will represent roughly 18% of our shares outstanding after the deal is closed. So that'll, that'll include the mix of the retail and high net worth individuals that Hank mentioned, as well as the funds. And then what we're looking to do is get out and, and present um, both funds there, here, Europe, the fact that Silvercorp now is going to be a very different looking company with a significant resource base also um, in uh, Tanzania now. Right, yeah, okay. Obviously, good place to do business, Tanzania, I think, huh? Yeah, correct. 
Yeah, and I think it's an excellent opportunity for Silvercorp to geographically also diversify, but importantly to get involved in a high-quality asset um, that's now permitted. We've done a lot of study work on the project. Um, it offers a long life, um, high margin, and very robust project. So excellent addition to the Silvercore portfolio. And let's talk about that profile, right? Because it'd be so easy to kind of go and pick up something highly distressed, cash or otherwise distressed asset at the moment, which may be a little bit earlier in stage. So, you know, how you spend your money. What was the profile? Why did these guys meet that profile for you? Well, I think first off, from a technical standpoint, need to like the project. As you indicated, we could like other projects that are earlier stage and think that the technical parameters uh, speak to building a promising and profitable uh, mine. Um, but our, our mandate isn't to, to buy things and to spend time permitting it. We really want to build mines. Yeah. And so uh, the second box that needed to get checked was, is this actionable? And uh, Nyanzaga, the, the project in Tanzania, is uh, permitted, uh, so ready to go. And in fact, uh, the, on the signing of our deal, we did a placement into Orcorp uh, of approximately 28 million Australian. And that was money intended to start really uh, unlocking the value and uh, starting those early lead items from a construction standpoint. Right now, it's focused on the community uh, relocation program. So there's a community, there's a deal in place that's been all sanctioned and approved uh, to uh, move the population to new place so that we can open up the site. Uh, and then we would segue into the early site prep. So this isn't a case of buying something and putting it on the shelf and watching it for months or years while you negotiate these terms or get the permits. Yeah. This is actionable right away. And then that was a key element. Right. And in terms of the, well, you've got about 170 million bucks left, right? So very, still very, very yes. healthy. Um, What's it going to take to get this project into production? Well, the, the numbers that uh, have been published to date were based on a feasibility study that Orcorp did in 2022. Mm -hmm. And uh, that called for a 474 million US in, in CapEx. Mm -hmm. um, when we look through the items, there's nothing that we see as sort of fundamentally you know, wrong or different in what they've laid out. Yeah. But from a sequencing and a staging standpoint, we think there's an opportunity to delay some items and defer some capital until later in the mine life mm. and uh, pay for it from cash flow. So we think we can trim that number down. Right. And so between a smaller number of the cash we have on hand and pursuing a range of financing options, we think we can tackle this without uh, a shareholder dilution. Right. So basically you're good for equity. So the debt is the part of the conversation and you'd expect that to come from, well, I guess it's com combined board now or so will be a combined board. I mean, who makes the decisions? Who's looking after the finances and the numbers? Because the, the, the access to North American markets, ASX market will, will be there. It's, it's much enhanced uh, market fee. The cash is tight at the moment, but if you, you can deliver the equity, maybe it's a bit of an easier conversation and maybe cheaper ca capital for you as well. Yeah, well, I think, I think the element of dropping the number in terms of what we have Helps. to raise, yeah. the fact that uh, we've already started chipping away at that capex from the spending, we do have ongoing cash flow, so it's not as though we need to tie everything up right away to keep the project moving forward. Mm. Uh, we do have the cash on the balance sheet. And then uh, Orcorp had begun a process of looking at the traditional project finance markets. Mm -hmm. We'll take that on as well. And uh, in addition to that, uh, there's other groups that we've been in contact with over the years that have expressed a desire to invest in one of our projects. 
And so we'll open that audience up as well to see how right. we put together the package. Right. Um, it may look like a traditional uh, project finance package, or it may have some different players and some different participants. Okay. And again, coming back to this, what picture are you trying to paint for inst- the institutional guys and gals? Because you've got to, you could, I, I get the market's tough for precious metals, right? But you're going to have to try and make some moves which will drive the stock. This acquisition hasn't done that because there's a tight market, okay? So what do you think you need to do other than wait to be able to kind of get people excited and understand what it, what it is that you're trying to be? Well, no, I, as I think we move forward and are demonstrating that we're de-risking and moving this project towards production, which is anticipated, you know, not five years from now, but in the second half of 2025, as we demonstrate those, you know, de-risking milestones, and uh, you know, moving, if you want to do it from a number standpoint, uh, uh, earning a higher multiple to the project NPV as we get closer to delivering on that, I think that value creation will be, will be um, uh, obvious within Silvercorp. Right. And I think that uh, that will attract uh, new mining investors who play in these types of opportunities who haven't been shareholders of Silvercorp before. Right. So today it's been a kind of, kind of cautious, considered, conservative approach. Love it. Um, this acquisition is is a good first step. It shows intent. It shows ambition. And maybe sometimes, as part of a growth story, that's what shareholders, institutional and retail alike, like to see. Will this be a kind of betting in process? Let's get this thing right and then go again? Or... Do you feel you kind of got enough on your plate? Uh, no, I, I think I think it's it all comes down to sequencing and timing, and so certainly you don't necessarily want to be doing uh, too much of the exact same activities at the same time. Mm-hmm. But when you have different teams doing different things, uh, I think you can sequence uh, things out. And so we would view uh, building um, a platform to execute and build this project yeah. would allow us to look at and consider the next steps. Yeah, and our game plan, as we've spoken about before isn't just to sort of do one deal and say we're done, but look at what are the, the series of, um, of uh, uh, growth opportunities that we can add, sequence them in, and shareholders can see that, you know, in a three to five year time frame, uh, Silver Corp is going to be a dramatically different company. Right. And obviously, most CEOs, CEOs would say the, the, the best way to kind of grow is organically. It's the cheapest way to grow. But in a market like this, has your thinking adapted and changed uh, in terms of that? Well, I think it's a dual track process because we are growing organically. Right. Uh, but then when we look at other opportunities in this marketplace, um, uh, it's it's a difficult funding environment. And so good projects are uh, struggling in the equity markets to get the valuations because I think the perception is it's going to be hard for these companies to fund these projects. So now by planting this project into a company that's got a better access to funding, I think that the project, the sort of the look-through valuation that it earns in the marketplace will be enhanced. Right, okay. Producer, near-term producer, very attractive, um, de-risked investing, but it seems to have the same sort of, I mean, your, your, your share price depressed. Is that the opportunity here? Is that the opportunity in the sense that usually if people want to kind of, you know, high leverage type returns, they go to the explorers, are you kind of the new explorer in that sense? Well, well, I, I think, I mean, you pointed it out, share price depressed. I think we are uh, tracking the market reasonably well, uh, but I do think we trade at a compressed valuation. So anything we do is going to be more expensive. Uh, buying a development asset 
where we can get the re-rate on those yeah. on those milestones yeah. is the best way that we can generate value and then uh, hopefully get to a higher valuation so that subsequent things that we do will be less costly. Right. And if I may I'll come to you say, Hank, in China with the three projects, um, you're allocating right, how, how much in terms for expiration? Because you're not looking to sort of slow down there any, if anything, you, no. you got to grow. So what's happening in no, the country? I, I mean, I, the, the best way of thinking about that is we've been on a path and we've been doing the work we've been doing uh, pretty consistently for years. And all of that work has been, I'm not going to say hidden from a negative standpoint, but it's been buried within our financials. And it hasn't hampered our earnings or our cash flow generation because of what we're able to do. So we're going to continue along that path. In the near term here and at Ying, we've got uh, two um, capital programs. One is the third tailings facility, which is needed to ensure what we see is a very long life at Ying. Mm-hmm. So that's in progress right now. And then we would segue into the third mill, which will allow Ying really to uh, expand its throughput um, and become a, a more efficient from a milling standpoint Front. and potentially expand our product mix because we are seeing uh, some uh, different opportunities in the discoveries we're making at Ying yeah. and our current milling uh, facilities wouldn't accommodate that. Right, so, okay. so those are the internal organic growth plans that will be funded out of cash flow. Yeah. And that's why we built this, this cash position so that we can look at uh, expansion outside through acquisition. Right, okay, okay. So business as usual, quite frankly, in country. Uh, really, yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hank, what does this guy bring you other than money? But what else? What else is this coming together to? Well, for I you? think that's really the key is just um, the ability to take the project on the next leg of the journey. Um, they do have a lot stronger balance sheet, so you know, we've done a good job to date. We've really defined the project well. We've demonstrated the potential, but ultimately we were faced with this funding hurdle as a single asset developer in the current market that's that's a challenging space to be in um, and these things are never done until they are so um, that's really the big unlock for the project is bringing in a a um, entity with a much larger balance sheet to fund it and perhaps just coming back to your earlier comment with regards to market response i feel there are several catalysts still that needs to be triggered um, in terms of the market response, first being the completion of the transaction, um, and then probably to inform the market of what SilverCorp's development uh, concept looked like, and then ultimately to demonstrate the, um, the funding and then commencement of development. And I think those will be um, critical in the months to come. Right. Not bad. You happy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's been... It's been um you know, since our foray into that Guyana transaction where we thought we had the asset that was going to be a bit of a transformational event for the company. Uh, it's been a long haul, lots of work um, from that evaluation, negotiation standpoint, looked at a lot of things. Either yeah. they didn't work or they were too far away from realization or the terms couldn't get to appropriate terms with the other party. Uh, you know, we're, we're pleased that we were able to uh, get this deal off and running. And uh, I think, yeah, the feedback, um, I think our shareholders understand what it means in terms of transaction. I think the Orcorp shareholders understand what it means and uh, an ability to participate still in that project. Uh, that, um, I mean, their shareholder base are truly fans of the project and rightly so. 
and I think now there's the ability to uh, together see that uh, project be realized. A lot of frogs out there. A lot of frogs. Well, you got it over the line, so congrats. Right. Well, getting it over the line. Uh, Ain't done till it's done, boys. That's it? right. There's <laughs> still some work here at the end of the year. Okay. Well, I appreciate you coming up, updating us on the story. I'd love to see that when it kind of finally concludes. And I say people should look at you in an entirely different way as a result. So congrats. Great. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.